Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. What's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here with Marcus Parks. Hello. How you doing, Marcus? I do, I'm do. i doing okay. How you, about you? I'm good. I'm good. How was the uh, colonoscopy appointment yesterday? It was a gastroendoscopy. Oh, a gastro... That sounds like a pub. <laughs> That's fun. Everything's okay, though? Everything's okay. All right. Good. A little health scare. We're, We're getting old now. Yeah, we are. It's getting to be that age. Oh, my gosh. I'm 36. I got to go in and get the... Uh, Oh yeah, I got. I don't do want to do it though. I actually tried to get mine done with yeah. for my doctor. He refused. Really? He said no. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that before. Oh my uh, god! I never thought I'd have to argue with the man to shove a finger <laughs> up my ass. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. No, I'm paying for it, and you're shoving it up. What is it with you, man? We'll get to politics here in a second. But what is it with you? When we were in Scotland at the Adult Entertainment Club, I got the money back that I paid for you to get a performance. What is? That's amazing. Oh, I don't want to go to the doctor. I feel bad because it's like the same. Way I don't want to get a massage. Uh-huh. I just don't want to like impose. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to be like, can you go- just get over here and stick them in? Like, I just don't. No doctor wants to do it. No matter no. how much they pretend they don't mind, oh, they no. mind. They They're do. humans. Yes. Uh, that's where robots should take over. <laughs> just in that one procedure when it comes to uh, what I guess a prostate exam. Prostate right? exam. Yeah. Uh, that's we. Ha- Remember when we were just young, mm-hmm. we were talking about, like, this is a goofy thing. <laughs> and now, now we're like, well, let's talk about uh, going to the doctor. <laughs> I want to thank I, – I don't remember who gave this to us, but it was an amazing gift. We got it in San Francisco. As a matter of fact, here it is. It's Katie. Katie and Zach, thank you so much for this stencil. It reads, roses are red, Doritos are savory. Correct on both of those points. Mm-hmm. The U.S. prison system is legalized slavery. <laughs> this is going right up in my office. Thank you so much, Katie. This is incredible. And it was wonderful meeting everyone in uh, in L.A. I would also like to thank her for the needlepoint she gave me that says, always gave a damn, never gave a fuck. I love it. Uh-huh. It, and it's up in my office right now. Perfect. The gifts are just incredible. Thank you all so much. So we got a bunch of stuff to get to this week. Um, Giuliani, did you think he was sane? He (laughs) lost his mind. America's mayor is officially like, go out to pasture. Your time is done. He's been fired from his law firm because he did such a great job (laughs) defending Donald Trump. He was on Sean Hannity's show. Sean Hannity, of course, basically just the sounding board for Donald Trump and vice versa. Sean Hannity, extremely softball interview mentioned uh, Giuliani mentioned on that interview how uh, Donald Trump used Michael Cohen who has been rated of course the main lawyer for Donald Trump we'll get into more of that a little bit later on here in the show he basically admitted that's where they funnel the money mm-hmm. and Hannity's like funnel the money he's like funnel the money <laughs> and I'm not sure if you want the word funnel when it comes to uh, money exchanged between oligarchs Russian oligarchs and uh, a man who has direct connection to the president of the United States nonetheless that's what uh, the father of Bat said funnel <laughs> the money so Giuliani uh, because of what he said during these interviews he's been fired from his law firm because he mentioned how law firms do this all the time regarding paying off basically um, 
uh, pe- people who've had affairs. Uh-huh. He's like, we pay people off all the time without uh, without the knowledge with uh, who with the without the client's knowledge. Not a big deal. And his law firm was like, that's illegal, <laughs> uh, or at the very least, completely unprincipled, uh, uh, unethical, unethical. unethical. So you are now fired. So he has lost a job, but he's gained a job. It isn't that exciting. <laughs> and that's the amazing thing about all this is that they're just coming straight out and saying like, yeah, we're sleaze balls. Sleaze balls do it's, this all the time. What'd you expect from us? You know. But this is how sleaze balls operate. It's legal to be a sleaze ball. Yes, it is. That's the. Th- I think they're just going with like, yeah, we're horrible people. <laughs> but let's look at the logistics of this. And of course, Donald Trump really uh, whipping around a political firestorm because it's a legal situation, but it's also a very political situation. Donald Trump really uh, trying to energize his base, of course, with all the witch hunt talk regarding the Mueller uh, investigation and his base. That 35 percent isn't going anywhere. It's Mm-mm. just hardening their belief that everyone's out to get him. The deep state's about to attack and try to dethrone Donald Trump. Of course, the ultimate irony is he is surrounding himself by so-called deep state individuals, such as now National Security Advisor John Bolton and soon to be head of the CIA. Uh, the woman straight out of the film Hostel herself, uh, Gina. <laughs> Gina Haspel, uh, who um, followed orders. Yeah. And sometimes it's important not to. However, uh, she did follow orders regarding torture uh, at specific black sites uh, overseas in the beginning of the aughts, the early aughts when the whole world went crazy and uh, torture was just par for the course. And now we're in a time warp where torture is once again being uh, debated as a valid form of interrogation and once again it does not work it has never worked osama bin laden there was a three-year investigation on whether torture helped find osama bin laden and at the end of that investigation they found that it did not no uh, that was found through intelligence that was found through cooperative uh, governments working together internationally it did not find Osama bin Laden, despite what a lot of people are saying. The three-year study from inside uh, Washington, they had no – they that that's just what they found. Yeah. Uh, so torture does not work. Nonetheless, Gina Haspel most likely will be the head of the CIA, and that's going to play in quite significantly when it comes to the U.S. foreign policy in Iran because, of course, Donald Trump ripping up the Iran deal. Uh, we're going to get into all of that a little bit later on. Michael Cohen, the Iran deal, and what's going on with North Korea. But first, Donald Trump is pushing to have Congress not go to recess until they pass a budget bill. So just in case you were wondering, like, is Washington middle school? It is. Because (laughs) Donald Trump is literally like, you don't get recess unless you pass a budget bill. Of course, Donald Trump wants to get his wall funded, which was uh, somehow negated or left out of the omnibus bill, which had, you know, adding a trillion bucks to the deficit. He wasn't able to get his $18 billion for the wall. He's still uh, hell-bent on getting this useless piece of steel on the southern border that inevitably will be turned uh, tore down if yeah. it ever is built. So nonetheless, Congress m- right now might not be able to go out to recess, slide on the slides, <laughs> play on the monkey bars, and give each other wedgies until <laughs> they pass that spending bill. So get it done, Congress. Uh, a lot of things happening right now politically as well. Of course, if you look at what's going on with Paul Ryan, he's stepping down really unprecedented stuff for a current Speaker of the House to be stepping down. There's many, I, I believe there's 40 Republicans that are just saying, hey, I'm out of the midterms, mm-hmm. don't want to bother with this. This whole party has gone uh, you know, off the rails, and or at least it's not a proper reflection of the Republican Party I once knew. And to look at that, look no further, to see evidence of that, look no further than the current treatment of war hero, despite uh, political differences. I think he was far too hawkish on foreign policy, but I think he was a rational, moderate person on a lot of domestic issues, John McCain. Uh, John McCain has a a very finite amount of time left uh, to live. We know Meghan McCain personally. It's extremely sad for their family. These are human beings, and the way that the GOP is treating him in his twilight years is just so disgraceful, so pathetic, and uh, it really should be... Um, just a reminder of how far we've fallen when it comes to political discourse and just humanity in general. I mean, it's uh, just another example of things that would have been gigantic scandals in any sure. other presidency. Uh, a staffer sa- joking. Sadler, uh, yeah, this yeah. woman. But, you know, she said, yes, he's dying anyway yeah. in regards to uh, the Gina Haspel vote. And had a nice little chuckle about it. Got a nice little chuckle. 
Um, and there, nothing was done. No, was no, done. no apology. No, just uh, all Sanders said was, "I will not comment on an internal meeting." Right. You know, it's interesting because I don't think that she should be fired because you don't fire an employer for following company protocol. Yeah. That is the that that's is a the good tone. Point. That's just the that's just the way that this White House operates. That's the kind of that's just the kind of class that they have. They are all following their leader, mm-hmm. and Donald Trump sets the tone. And uh, without a doubt, the amount of disgusting conversation regarding John McCain, this is where social media is just a total disservice because people are just out there blasting this guy. As a matter of fact, on Fox News, Charles Payne, who I know well, he's a, he's a nice enough guy. He had a guest on who was a former, I believe, admiral talking about how John McCain was nicknamed. He says how torture does work because there's it worked on John McCain, therefore they call him Songbird McCain, uh, which, of course, John McCain was tortured for five years. He made a fake confession. You have to. If there's a gun to your head, I want to see anybody not write out a fake confession, being like, I was here to do this, that, yeah. and the other thing. Uh, well, that's why torture doesn't work, because doesn't that's work. what everyone does. And it's not true. Yeah. Right? So we got a lot of, as a matter of fact, I would argue the inverse, as Marcus just alluded to, when it comes to torture. I think it muddies the waters. Of course. You get so much misinformation because if someone even, you know, if I even look at a hose and someone is like, it's going up your, you know what, I'll be like, <laughs> I know, I know everything. What do you need to know? I can tell you who killed JFK. You know, what's the worst thing, Marcus? I got a question because I was arguing with my girlfriend about it. Waterboarding or rectal feeding? Because these are both <laughs> tactics that Gina Haspel oversaw. Ta- rectal uh, g- feeding. G- yeah, give me a, a low, give the lowdown like, on rectal feeding. Okay, so obviously we know what waterboarding is. Yeah. They dump the water. And each each dip or each pour is considered one waterboard. Mm-hmm. So that's why when you hear like uh, so-and-so was waterboarded 250 times, yeah. that would be one pour each time. Okay. Uh, rectal feeding is they they puree. It's, very, it's not a full Subway like meatball sub. Like they're not jamming it in there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like they're a cone head. <laughs> It is, uh, it's pureed food, and it, they force it, as you can imagine, rectally, and that is to stop people from doing hunger strikes and things like that. Obviously, completely humiliating because that's not how you're supposed to eat. You know, that's the wrong way. So uh, these are tactics that are now, again, being debated as if we should come back, as if they should come back because they're effective. But in reality, um, it's just an opportunity for Donald Trump to pretend to be a tough guy, pretend to be a strong man, pretend to be the uh, the little his little inner Duterte, uh, which is something that he always wanted to be. He always wanted to be a strong man, and he has the opportunity now by saying we need stronger, harsher torture tactics. He wants to bring it, he wants to bring it back bigger and badder than yeah, ever. He did say that. He said uh, we were going to bring back waterboard, waterboarding and a hell of a lot worse than that. And a hell of a lot worse than that. So we can get a lot more misinformation, muddy up the waters and uh, and lead to uh, more uh, difficulties for people like uh, the intelligence community, the CIA and folks who are trying to actually find True terrorists, true danger cell, true, true dangerous cells, uh, both in this country and abroad. It's just simply, again, not going to work. And as we saw with ISIS, when they're torturing people, putting them in cages, lighting them on fire, all of those things, all it does is uh, get the King Abdullah of Jordan to get into a fighter jet and start blowing people up. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I also want to clarify, Saudi Arabia, it's King Salman, not King Abdullah. Abdullah was his father. It was, uh, it was Abdullah Stadium, so I apologize. I got those things confused. King Salman is the uh, supposed uh, reformer over there. So let's move on a little bit here. So, again, we're relitigating torture. <laughs> it's just history repeating, and if you guys are our age, First of all, go to the doctor. Uh, second of all, uh, you, if you remember were in college during 9/11. Then yes. please go to the doctor. But you remember, man, when we were protesting in at Texas Tech, I was at yeah. uh, UW Stout and then Milwaukee University. That was what we were protesting: the use of torture, all of the all of the images coming out of Abu Ghraib. I mean, just horrendous things that were happening. That then, of course, uh, the Taliban, Al Qaeda, which then obviously morphed into uh, the ISIS that we know and love now. Uh, they use that all. They use all of that as a very effective propaganda. So we have, uh, you know, o- Obama with the drone strikes, all of that very effective propaganda because they're killing a lot of innocent people. And uh, and if we just restart that program up, if we restart torture, it's just going to lead to more tension, more uneasiness and more violence in the Middle East. And we're seeing that again. We didn't even mention uh, quite yet what's going on in Jerusalem, but we'll get to that in one second. Let's talk about the Iran deal. 
Um, so this was really the most significant moment of Donald Trump's presidency when it comes to foreign policy. Anything that Barack Obama did, uh, Donald Trump wants to just do away with. He surrounded himself now with extreme hawks. Again, John Bolton. We got Mike Pompeo there now. Uh, so we have a situation where Iran will pick up. They will uh, increase their nuclear capabilities. They will restart re, uh, their nuclear programs. We have Gina Haspel coming in and the head of the CIA. And when they do that, the overall strategy here is to create a narrative that can be sold to the American people that will sell us on war with Iran. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what they did with uh, Saddam Hussein. Hans Blix over there sniffing around uh, for weapons of mass destruction obviously uh, came up completely empty. The idea that uh, they were looking for a nuclear weapon that can then be sold to members of uh, terror groups like Al-Qaeda, which is totally insane because Saddam actually fought a lot of these individuals, a lot of the uh, more violent uh, factions in uh, Iraq. I mean, Saddam was not a great guy, but he did, ob obviously. Obviously. Uh, his kids were much worse. Yes. Um, but he did keep dueling parties at bay the mm. best that he could. And in order to do that, you have to be a dictator and you have to be very strict and you have to basically separate uh, Sunnis uh, and the Kurds and the Shiites. So we have a situation now where Iran, they're paying 35% of their GDP to military. The rural folks are pissed off because they don't have food. The urban folks are pissed off because they hate the um, the theocracy. They hate, they hate the Ayatollah. They hate the religious um, restrictions on their personal freedoms. So what we have now is a situation where they're going to start picking up their nuclear program, which is going to cost more of their GDP. This is an attempt to strangle them from the head and completely destabilize their government and to completely undermine their uh, their economy and then of course when they're at their weakest theoretically someone like a john bolton is chomping at his mustache to go in there <laughs> boots on the ground and have real military action in iran and as we've seen what the hell is that going to do? It's one of the big ironies Israel of this whole thing. Israel's thrilled. Yeah, I'll tell you that. Israel is absolutely thrilled, but that's it's just yet another irony of the Trump presidency right. because he spent so many years talking about how Iraq was a disaster, how yep. we never should have been there, and who does he appoint? Uh, but one of the biggest drum beaters of the entire Iraq war, like yep. Bolton was without without Bolton was a big cog in the Iraq machine. Absolutely, and of course we have a situation now. Let's not forget 2016. I understand. All politicians lie, some more than others. Mm. Uh, we have a current situation where one can't stop. 2016, when he's on stage, he's with he's with Jeb Bush, blasting the Bush family for the Iraq War, blasting, again, these so-called uh, swamp creatures, which came on a little bit later on in the 2016 campaign, but talking about the deep state. Now he is siding with people like Dick Cheney. Yeah, Dick Cheney has reemerged from... I don't know, like ah. his frozen, yeah, like I'm not sure what frozen lake he has his igloo on, but nonetheless he has reemerged to, de to defend himself and to defend the Bush doctrine on torture. Uh, again, it's just I thought Donald Trump, even if you are a Trump supporter, how can you look at him surrounding himself with Bush lackeys 2.0 and think that he is holding a campaign or holding up to a or living up to a campaign promise to, again, so-called drain the swamp or do away with uh, lifetime politicians and to big state or big government, uh, deep state, uh, interventionalist individuals who hold policies that are going to devastate and continue to devastate the Middle Eastern region. You want to hear the conspiracy theory? Sure. The conspiracy theory is that the reason why Trump is installing all of these people is because the deep state found dirt. Deep state. Oh, found the deep state founder. Deep is state. the deep state is the deep state named Michael Avenatti, the <laughs> lawyer for uh, Stormy Daniels. Is it the deep state founder uh, through Cohen or sure. possibly you know one of the other guys, Manafort, whoever, uh, and they're blackmailing Donald Trump into installing all these people like Bolton and Pompeo. Ah. Uh, and uh, uh, what, what's her name again? The CIA. Gina Haspel. Haspel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's what's happening here. Is that it's not Trump doing any of this? Oh, it's not. Of course, of course, you know, Trump, he's untouchable. He's a perfect human being. He's, well, he's their god. He's their king, <laughs> their emperor, as they like to call him. Yeah, I think it's daddy Daddy's, that they like to call him. Like so, some countries do, like our leader is our emperor uh -huh. or our premier, and in our country it's daddy. <laughs> 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 Which is disgusting. Well, you know, America, we're innovators. You know? Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's what it is. We're very special. That's um, right. 
This episode of Top Ad is brought to you by The Black Tux. The Black Tux is an easy way for guys to rent suits and tuxedos online. I'm going to a wedding in Italy very soon. My boy Cena John is getting married. And if we know anything about the Italians, we know they love their fashion. So I am definitely going to the Black Tux so I will look good at this wedding. Whether you're going for a stylist selected outfit or building a custom look, the Black Tux has tons of new suits and tuxedos to choose from for your big spring events. The Black Tux is always changing up their looks, making it fun to try out different suits and tuxedos. Even if you have your own suit, switching it up with the black tux is always a great idea. And with the new fit algorithm, you don't have to awkwardly measure yourself or ask a friend for help. The black tux does it for you. I gotta say, I'm six foot seven, and if I ask a friend to measure me, I'll have to pay him $3,000. It is impossible to measure somebody of my size, but fortunately, the Black Tux does it. To get 20% off your purchase, visit theblacktux.com slash top hat. Theblacktux.com slash top hat for $20 off your purchase. The Black Tux premium rentals, suits, and tuxedos delivered. Um, but that's what the conspiracy theory is, that it's not well, Trump, it's the it's the deep state. The deep state is winning. Uh, to be... So the persecution but, complex continues. Sure, so you do have that. But, I mean, to be fair, war is a great insulator for a president. Yeah. You know, if we have a foreign intervention, uh, there there tends to be a rally around the flag effect. I don't think we're going to see nearly as much as what we saw when it comes to W. Even if uh, Afghanistan, Iraq, his approval rating was 91% going into what would be the greatest quagmire in uh, in United States foreign policy history, which is Iraq. Afghanistan's a whole nother story. Um, we actually kind of got out of mm-hmm. Afghanistan to some degree, but well, that still makes there. a lot of sense. We're still there, but in a we're there in a in a backup capacity, which basically means we set up the whole thing and then we throw <laughs> an <laughs> Afghanistan soldier in front and we say, "You open the door," and then they just <laughs> run in afterwards. It's so ridiculous. It's yeah. like, uh, but anyway, um, so if you are Donald Trump, yeah, it makes it does make some sense. Uh, to go with these people if you want to sort of pivot the narrative and get more aggressive with the Middle East. Again, Jerusalem is very happy. Saudi Arabia is very happy. None of our European allies are happy uh, with him tearing up the Iran deal. And it definitely is an interesting timing when it comes to our soon-to-be negotiations with Kim Jong-un and the North Koreans. Mm -hmm. Why would Kim Jong-un sit down with Donald Trump? They will be sitting down evidently sometime in the very uh, near future. Um, June, I think. I think it's mid-June. Yeah, and I believe it's – where is it going to be? I think it's uh, Singapore. Can you go – I think – Somewhere it, neutral. Yeah, it's somewhere neutral. But now you have the situation where Donald Trump is tearing up this deal, and if you're Kim Jong-un, why would you make a deal now with the president of the United States knowing that the next – was it Singapore? Yes. Uh, knowing that the next administration can do exactly what Trump just did with Iran, tear it up. That's why we need to get back to – going through Congress. I understand it's very difficult because they are juvenile, hence they don't get recess, uh, <laughs> because they can't pass anything rational. But that, that's what has to happen. Our system is so broken. The checks and balances are so off. So we have a situation now where the executive level is creating these huge foreign policy uh, initiatives that can simply be erased with a stroke of a pen. And uh, and that is really going to be damaging to the U.S. going forward when it comes to, again, negotiations like what we're going to have here with the North Koreans. Why would Kim Jong-un have any um, faith that the U.S. will live up to a promise that it makes today if it can break it tomorrow? Mm-hmm. So that is an interesting timing when it comes to that. So if we're going just going back and we'll talk about North Korea here uh, just in a second because they are very intertwined. But just going back, so we have the situation where... Of course. Remember, they're in the axis of evil together. That's right. Although it's not an axis. I hated that. It's not an axis. No, it's not. It's not even like a... It's like nothing. (laughs) I don't even understand. They didn't even put Afghanistan in it. No, it's Iran, Iraq, and... uh, North Korea. North Korea, Out of nowhere. Yeah. Axis of evil. Check your history books for that one, kids. Yeah, but it's... uh, Man... (laughs) My God, that doesn't make any sense. That was a bizarre moment in American history. Remember when that was a big deal? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. It's it's very it's very strange how fast well, things are moving these days. Nothing will be as bad. I still believe it. Nothing will be as bad as the Bush administration's foreign policy. Well, we'll, we'll keep, Trump's got another two and a half years. We'll see. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely we'll see. see. I mean, I mean, you you wonder with uh, Iran is uh, do you think they're thinking? Well, maybe this time it'll work. 
Because Iran is a different country, a different type of well, country than is. Iraq. And, you know, and, and, it's you know, more modernized. And, and well, and again, they're looking at it from the perspective of it's totally destabilized. Yeah, it, there, there's a not quite a civil war. I mean, we're not having another um, disagreements. There's well, there's a lot of disagreements, but you know, it's not uh, it's not another Arab Spring situation. It's right. just there's a lot of. Uh, unrest within the country, a lot of people who are hungry, and again, they're spending far too much of their GDP on military. Now they're going to have to spend more. They're going to start their nuclear program back up. And um, this is a opportunity, I think, if you're John Bolton, if you're Pompeo, you're in there, you're like, they're already struggling. Let's just tip them over the edge. Yeah. So we had Israel, again, take out all of the, or many of the Iranian um, troops in Syria. The Saudis are very happy. That looks to be the overall outcome that uh, the U.S. is pushing for is just totally destabilize Iran, give more power to Israel. Therefore, uh, in in doing so, moving, obviously, the capital uh, to Jerusalem, we're seeing a lot of bloodshed there, just as everybody predicted. Nonetheless, uh, Donald Trump doesn't seem to be tweeting about that whatsoever. It's all congratulations. The Israelis uh, have currently... I mean, I'm just going to say the number is around 50, but that number is guaranteed to rise it's and more thousands injured. I think it's uh, up to 80, and including these, a baby. Yeah, I, I mean, and those numbers are like, I don't know who's counting, um, but the, it's going to be a high number. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, the U.S. paying, you know, just billions of dollars in aid uh, to the Israelis. They are they're, they're the strongest military in the Middle East, without a doubt. Uh, they even have, a, I mean, they have a better defense system than we do with that dome that we basically gave them. So it's in Israel's interest, it's in the Saudis' interest to see a destabilized Iran. Tearing up the Iran deal is going to give them a motivation to go in if they so want to. And that's basically uh, Donald Trump's continued plan to destabilize the region and cause a lot of upheaval in the Middle East. And who knows where that ends up going it's definitely changed the political climate and it's certainly changed the u.s relationship with our former western allies uh and our allies in the middle east specifically again uh and and of course jordan as well king abdullah there uh with the saudis and with the israelis they're very happy western allies are not whatsoever and it just continues to donald trump just continues to turn on its head these um relationships that have been around for a very a very long time and a critical relationship in many ways uh, to the United States for in, when it comes to foreign affairs. I take that back. It's uh, 60 as of a few hours ago. Uh, 41 oh. of those were killed by snipers. Okay. Uh, 41 killed by snipers. And of course, as it always is, not a single Israeli casualty. Uh, you know, the, the Palestinians... You know, I understand there's a, there's both sides to this argument. Of and course. I totally get it. Um, you know, Israel was kind of planted there, what, in the in the 50s and the 60s, just kind of obviously it's a former homeland and these kinds of things. I get the tension, but, uh, my God, we could have a little bit more humanity. Of course, Netanyahu is in a lot of Benjamin Netanyahu, of course, the, the, uh, the leader uh, of Israel, is in a lot of hot water right now. He might be facing charges <laughs> for fraud and corruption. So you never know what's going to happen. The Middle East is so unbelievably uh, difficult, as we talked about uh, on a regular basis with our good man, uh, our good friend, Saman Arbabi. But let's move on to uh, North Korea. What's going on there? Extremely significant, of course. Uh, President Moon out of South Korea, Xi Jinping, the leader for life in China. Very important, very significant figures when it comes to uh, denuclearizing North Korea. Kim Jong-un, I think he wants to open up his government. He wants to uh, save his people perhaps a little bit uh, from uh, from the huge amount of suffering that they're currently going through. And in order to do that, he needs to have some economic success. He did do something relatively nice, very nice, I suppose. He released the three American prisoners. Donald Trump, of course, uh, took that as a great opportunity to talk about the ratings that were on at 3 o'clock in the morning. He said, this must be the greatest ratings of all time. Greatest (laughs) ratings of all time at 3 o'clock in the morning. And then he went on to say uh, that Kim Jong-un is an honorable man, is a wonderful man, is a great man in front of the three people that were no doubt just tortured from the, you know, at the hands of people who were acting uh, at the demand of Kim Jong Un to torture them, you could see their faces as he was talking. Was just like, we just got to get home. Can we just end this unbelievable charade? So Donald Trump going to the negotiating table now with Kim Jong Un again on the heels of uh, tearing up the Iran deal, and now saying that Kim Jong Un is a wonderful leader and a wonderful man. Kim Jong Un has not changed. 
there's still generational uh, imprisonment, basically generational slavery. The people are starving. Uh, torture happens on a regular basis. The secret police are very real. He is, it's a horrible, horrible regime. And yet somehow, because Kim Jong-un is being nice to Donald Trump, or at the very least appears to be nice to Donald Trump, Donald Trump has said he's now an honorable man. And uh, going into these negotiations, I just feel like he's losing the leverage that he boasted so much about having, which is talking about how we will wipe you off the face of the planet. Uh, of the planet. Remember, I mean, just eight months ago, yeah, it's going to be Little Rocket big. Man. Little Rocket Man, it's going to be big. We're Fire and Fury. Up. Fire and Fury like never before. And now he's a wonderful man. So when they go to negotiate, it just seems to me as if Kim Jong-un has a lot more uh, going for him, a lot more leverage than he once did because, again, Donald Trump just changes so quickly. And just because Kim Jong-un said nice things about him, Kim Jong-un is now an honorable man in his eyes. Nothing has changed. No. North Korea is still horrible. Kim Jong-un is still horrible. I think uh, what foreign leaders are starting to uh, realize, and I'm sure a lot of people here in the United States have realized as well, is that if you want to gain power over Donald Trump, give him red meat to throw to his base. And be nice to him. And be nice to him. Because, you yeah. know, releasing the three prisoners, that's something that he can go to his base and say, look, I did this. This is some, And also say, this is something Obama never did. I did this. Look and at this. And, and they love him for it. And it, it, it's great. You yeah. know, it is great because it give, looks like progress, but it's uh, in the lar in the big scheme of things like it's not it's not as that big of a deal. Well, it is a big deal to those families and it's a big deal to well, them. Of course. But, uh, so I, I, I mean, I'm going to give him credit for that. I, I but then I also <laughs> it's just classic because yeah. on its face, so I'm just looking at it from just the just on its face. Wonderful. We got three folks who are just being absolutely uh, uh, butchered over there in North Korea, not as bad as uh, as Otto Warmbier. And let's not forget Donald Trump's State of the Union. He had Otto Warmbier's family there. I couldn't imagine how they're feeling now, mm -hmm. uh, knowing that the president, uh, who used them as a political pawn to, um, to um, puff his chest out about how aggressive he's going to be to the North Koreans, is now calling the man who tortured their son a, an honorable dude. Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine how infuriating that must be for them. But on its face, it's very good. Yes. And uh, so we're going to see what goes on uh, with North Korea. We, he, You know, the right wants to give him a Nobel Peace Prize already. Yeah. Um, and the left is saying he has nothing to do with it. It's all Moon and Xi Jinping. But, of course, the truth is right there in the middle. And if he does negotiate, I'm going to say it, if he does negotiate and they do come out with a deal, where uh, Kim Jong-un has promised to denuclearize, give him a Nobel Peace Prize. I mean, why did Obama even get one? Obama didn't deserve one. Well, Obama of course was, uh, But that's something totally different. This is apples and oranges here. Well, the apple is that Obama uh, murdered a bunch <laughs> of folks, five, over 5,000 with a drone war, and uh, if if Trump actually denuclearizes uh, North Korea, that's the definition of in uh, being deservant uh, or uh, deserving of a Nobel Peace Prize. And I mean, it'll be crazy. It would be one of the strangest things of all time if this man bows his head and receives something like this. But nonetheless, I think that would be deserving. But why Donald Trump instead of Moon or uh, Xi Jinping? They should Xi all Jinping. get one. Xi Jinping. They should all get one. Do you I mean, get, can, you do, can you do that? I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nobel Peace Prizes, man. They're all they're, they're just giving them away. <laughs> giving them away. You know, the Nobel Peace Prize. Here's the... You know what, man? I read Laffy Taffy, <laughs> and I read Popsicle Sticks as well. I'll give you it know to the me. man who the man who uh, created the Nobel Peace Prize. You uh -huh. know what he did what? for a living? He created dynamite, and he felt so bad about I remember it. Remember that towards his final years, he said, "I'm going to create a medal for peace." <laughs> but uh, he did not like the way that people use dynamite. Oh, I mean that happens again and again. Those guys, uh, the guys uh, who helped create. Uh, the nuclear bomb. Yeah, uh, they felt like, bad about they're it. They're like, hey, listen, you need to be careful with this because did you know we could destroy like a whole city if we don't do this right? Did you ever think we shouldn't have made it in the first place? <laughs> it's the same thing I think about um, uh, whenever I see those Boston Dynamic videos mm -hmm. where they're like, this robot can think now. <laughs> Look at it, play checkers. Uh, it's sleeping with your wife. <laughs> um, I just think about what's the name of the guy? Oh, well, we don't have to know his name, but the black dude from Terminator 2 uh -huh. who, who helps him break into the facility. And he was obviously a huge uh, science and engineer of these robots. They're going to feel bad. Yeah. They're going to have to feel bad one day. Yeah. Boston Dynamic videos, if you want to see, they're creating the scariest kind of robots. Yeah. Like fast dogs. <laughs> like what is happening? It's happening right in front of our eyes. And everyone's like, look at that. It can open a door. Oh. You imagine if I'm an old person, I would like that robot to open a door. You're going to be opening the door for the robot. <laughs>
And you will say, hello, <laughs> robot overlord. You're going to be locking the door to keep the robot out. Look, yep. Watch that Black Mirror episode. It's among the oh most terrifying they've ever done. Yep, and if you think, oh, I can beat up a robot, I can take it down, it's you can't because it's going to be considered property. It will be property of the United States. It'll be damaging property. So you're going to end up uh, facing a heavy fine if you ever do d- attempt to overthrow the over uh, the robot overlords, the very soon-to-be robot overlords, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> Horrified. We, we all know your opinions about the robot oh, overlords. Oh my God. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand how everyone isn't freaking out. I really don't. I just, it's so scary to me. They're going to take, they're taking our jabs. Mm-hmm. That's number one. And they're going to help uh, take our freedoms away as well. And of course, that's why we now have a situation where 45% of the country is in favor of a universal basic income. Um, because there's just simply going to be uh, not a lot of jobs left to be had once the robots, uh, and they already do know how to flip burgers. I do think if a robot has a job flipping burgers, I also want to see little automated zits on its face. (laughs) That's the rule. It has to be a teenage robot. What are you talking about, man? Teenagers don't have jobs at fast food places anymore. All all those jobs are now to 40-year-olds that are trying to work two jobs in order to afford their way overpriced rent and possibly health insurance and uh, overpriced medication and what have you. If, if they're, they're so, so lucky. If they're so lucky. Yeah, that's very true. Um, all right, so that's what's going on uh, with North Korea. We'll continue to follow it. Again, nothing has been done yet. So, um, uh, and again, I have, I don't know, I want to be optimistic about it because mm. uh, that would be really awesome if we can actually figure out some progress when it comes to North Korea. And China has, strangely enough, uh, sort of embraced the idea of a unified Korea for the first time that I can ever remember, they have they have said that that wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. So a unified Korea, I don't know exactly who who gets control or what does that even look like. Is that even in the U.S.'s best interest to have a unified Korea? Because China is right there. Mm. So all of a sudden, if we have a situation where China is going to be allowed to feed the South Koreans and allowed to have trade practices with the South Koreans, well, then who knows? Maybe uh, they end up going to the Chinese as opposed to the United States, and perhaps that's not in our best interest uh, either. So there's so much uh, on the line there, and I can only hope that uh, Donald Trump does some prep work and meets with the more rational minds around him, General Kelly and things like that. Of course, General Kelly himself finding him finding his own uh, self in some hot water there when it comes to his immigration comments and things like that. Yes. But, okay. Nonetheless, let's go on to the Michael Cohen raid here. So Michael Cohen, as we know, he was raided. And uh, the the reason why he was raided was because Mueller, he was sniffing around uh, throughout the Russian probe. By the way, the Russian probe, all of the people who have confessed, all of the um, soon-to-be Manafort going on trial, none of it has to do with Russian collusion. It's a very broad probe because they're kind of trying to find a crime as opposed to have a crime and trying to find the perpetrators, which is sort of the uh, opposite of the way a lot of folks are supposed to do it. But oh, No, I think they're looking for information on the Russia probe and are, just hap- and are happening to find all of the illegal things that these people have done on the way. Right. I mean, they, fo- it, they, ju- just they just follow the, broad. They follow the threads. It's, yes, but it's a it, it's spider webbing. It, the, the weird thing is it's spider webbing out, but it, nothing is going up. Mm-hmm. Nothing seems to be going up to Donald Trump. Of course, Mueller hasn't spoke. So when he does speak, we will all pay attention. It might be to close the case, as uh, Mike Pence wants to do, the vice president. He says, enough already. Did you watch the side-by-side comparisons of Mike Pence's uh, interview with Nixon's <laughs> yeah. speech to Congress? And it was almost <laughs> identical. Yeah. It's been I'll, going I'm gonna say, I have cooperated with the president, <laughs> with Congress as much as I need to. I like Nixon a little bit more. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like Nixon there is, a little bit more than Pence, too. There is some concern that Mike Pence is positioning himself uh, as a possible, obviously, uh, to take the throne once Donald Trump is either impeached. If the Democrats do end up taking the House, no doubt he will be impeached. 2010, the Democrats lost fi- 64 seats. Uh, they're looking to make up some ground, and I think it is very possible that they win the House. I don't, uh, uh, but I don't see them uh, taking the Senate. That would be very difficult. But if they do impeach in the House, I wouldn't be surprised if there are some Republicans that just flip on Donald Trump, and they might be able to get. Uh, I believe it would be 67 votes uh, that would require 
an actual impeachment proceeding. I mean, who uh, knows what's forward? Good, because who that, knows? Because if there was impeachment proceedings, they would start what about eight months from now? Nine. Uh, well, yeah, because, because November yeah. is the election, and the impeachment proceedings probably wouldn't start until what January, February. Yeah, because you got to have all the people seated and yeah, all that kind of sworn stuff. in and all that. Yeah. So who knows what he's going to do between now and next January? Who knows, man? Hey everyone, Ben Kissel here for Stamps.com. You know, these days you can practically get anything on demand, such as this podcast. Listen whenever you want, whenever it's convenient. Did you know you can even get postage on demand? All you need is Stamps.com. With Stamps.com, you can access all services of the post office right from your desk. Buy and print real U.S. postage for any letter or any package. All available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Just click print mail and you're done. Stamps.com will even send you a digital scale. You can weigh your letters and packages and print the exact amount of postage every single time. We here at the Last Podcast Network love using Stamps.com, whether it be sending out shirts to the listeners or sending a gift to our mother. Stamps.com is the thing to use. Right now, use Top Hat for this special offer. Four-week trial includes postage and digital scale. Don't wait. Go to Stamps.com before you do anything. Click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Top Hat. That's Stamps.com. Enter Top Hat. And now, back to the show. So we had the Michael Cohen raid, obviously tied to uh, initially to the Stormy Daniels situation. But now it looks like we have a situation where they're really investigating why is AT&T, why is Novartis uh, paying Michael Cohen hundreds of thousands of dollars? It has to be pay to play. It has to be for access to Donald Trump. That's what Michael Cohen bragged about for many, uh, many years. And of course, in 2016, he talks about being basically the spokesperson, the number one guy for Donald Trump. Uh, so we have a situation now where they are looking into all of the finances, all of the business dealings that Donald Trump has done, because it's all in Michael Cohen's files. I mean, this man has been his lawyer for uh, for quite a while now, I believe two decades and they're going to find out a lot of shady business dealings. And that in itself might be not what brings down Donald Trump's presidency, but all of this stuff can be prosecuted whenever they want to. Mm -hmm. So when Donald Trump, that's why he joked about, probably not joked about, probably very serious about being president for life. Because as soon as he's out, as soon as he uh, breaks out of the presidency and he is just a citizen again, it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah. If he thought he was in court a bunch before, he's going to look at some serious, potential serious charges here of money laundering. And God knows what. He does real estate in Atlantic City, in New York City, and in Moscow. I mean, <laughs> how much more corrupt can you possibly get than that? So Michael Cohen, he is the guy. If you're Donald Trump, you've got to be horrified. And you should start treating this guy with a little bit more respect. He knows where the bodies are buried, and he is going to be the one. If anyone takes down Trump, it's going to be Michael Cohen. He's got a family. He's got kids. He has, like, every human being, the desire for self-preservation. He's going to give everything to the FBI. He's going to give everything uh, to the investigators that they need. And I guarantee you he's out there uh, testifying against Trump, need be. Because at the end of the day, uh, Donald Trump has been throwing him under the bus. And uh, his loyalty... As all people who throw their loyalty 100% behind Donald Trump, his loyalty is uh, is uh, uh, totally um, unappreciated. Unappreciated, and just uh, I'm trying to think of a term where it's like it's just garbage. Yeah. It is just it, it is so quickly thrown away. Uh, it does not matter. Donald Trump does not reciprocate. Uh, any kind of loyalty as soon as that person becomes a liability he tries to throw them under the bus and we're seeing that with michael cohen so that raid uh is going to be unbelievably significant and the more that we find out donald trump whether it be something that's an impeachable offense or whether it be something because we don't know i, I don't think that Mueller can charge a sitting president that that would be a a total constitutional conflict and uh, that would lead to just a lot of questions but we know for a fact he's going to be coming out at some point, whether it be six and a half years. I'm just going to say it because I don't predict anything or whether it be two and a half years. Uh, there's going to be a lot of evidence mounting and I guarantee you he's he's angered some people. Oh, yes. And I would not be surprised if they end up pressing charges. So you're telling me that the guy who slept with a porn star while his wife was at home recovering from giving birth to his son has a problem with loyalty. Yeah. 
He's not a very loyal person. Not a very loyal person. Mm. Not a very. It's interesting because, of course, Donald Trump still, despite the scale, and I don't care about the affair, whatever, all that, all that stuff is personal. Um, it does not matter to me. That's cult of personality stuff. But it does matter, um, again, when it comes to the financial ties and everything that they're uncovering, it's just uh, super ironic to me that it will be at the hands of a sex worker uh, that takes him down, whether it be not because of the scan, not because of the affair, but because of the, uh, the, of the surrounding situation. How it always so is. Just quickly, pharmaceutical companies. Um, so when it comes to big pharmaceutical companies, obviously they pay 14 million bucks um, to to Congress. Both sides receive these funds, mostly Republicans, but by a slim margin. Now we have a situation where Donald Trump wants to theoretically lower pharmaceutical prices in America by raising pharmaceutical prices overseas, which is just kind of another classic Trump. Look, we're being screwed. We're being screwed. Yes. They get it so cheap overseas. We don't get it. We don't get it cheap here. So that's the theory. Um, that will then theoretically lower pharmaceutical prices here. Well, I'll tell you why drugs are so okay. much cheaper overseas is because uh, every other country, it's illegal to advertise drugs okay. on television. Well, now this is and, interesting. Uh, lobbying. Uh, yeah, but one of the reasons why they're so expensive here is because of how much money Big Pharma spends on advertising. What do they spend on advertising? And I believe if it's, I believe they spend more on advertising than they do on actual research, which is totally flipped. That's you know, not how it should work. You know who pays for the research? Who? Us. Hey, all right. <laughs> the research is paid. <laughs> yes. The, the, cool. The research is mostly funded by the U.S. government from our tax dollars. Great. Uh, they spend more on advertising and marketing. Most of the time, they'll spend tens of millions of dollars mm -hmm. just to promote a single drug, and right. that's why they're so much more expensive here. Uh, mm. And do what Donald Trump is trying to say is all these socialized healthcare systems all over the world, that's what's driving up your prices, because since they're being sold for so cheap over there, they have no choice but to charge you $1,000 for a month's supply here in America. Right. Uh, and then they also say, you can't go up to Canada to get your drugs because we can't vet them. We right. can't vet yeah, what they have course. in Canada, so you can't bring them down here. And Donald Trump's new uh, policy does absolutely Nonsense. nothing about that does absolutely nothing to to address that <clears throat> complaint that we have because it's Canada. It's you know, not like we're getting them from no, the fucking you know a third world country. It's no, Canada. It's fine, and Canadians they take them. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. it's okay. We would know if it was bad. It's fine. They got strong geese up there. Overall, good health. Uh, absolutely, and that's actually going. Um, opposite that's opposite of what he said on the campaign trail he did allude to perhaps opening up uh canadian drugs but again our congress both sides are completely bought and sold by these pharmaceutical industries and it's really unfortunate that we have situations where an elderly couple upstate are technically drug dealers mm -hmm. because they're able to get drugs from canada uh perhaps dispense them to friends and if they are busted they are treated like a common felon who is uh, who is selling drugs, despite the fact that we have a situation in this country that is totally unattainable uh, or unsustainable because our drugs are completely financially unattainable. And, and uh, it's all, unbelievable. And there's all kinds of loopholes that they do because, you know, generic drugs, uh, patents run out on uh, pharmaceutical drugs after 20 years. Uh, so what the um, what the companies will do is that they'll change the formula of it ever so slightly so it prevents other companies from putting out a generic drug and then what they'll do is they will sue these generic companies to prevent them from selling their cheaper versions and then they'll settle the cases by paying the generics to delay introducing the cheaper versions so it's a total racket it's a total scam and it's causing literally uh life and death yeah. it is causing people to die when they should be alive in the wealthiest country in the history of the world uh, the fact that we have people not being able to have access to affordable um, medicine is just absolutely – it's all there. Yeah. All, all of it is there. Um, it's just a matter of people uh, being able to get it. So uh, that's what's going on when it comes to the pharmaceutical industry. Donald Trump, th he, he lived up to his campaign promise when it comes to the Iran deal. To be fair, he said he was going to rip it up. He ripped it up. Uh, when it comes to uh, pharmaceutical drugs, he is not living up to the promise of making them more affordable or allowing people to get cheap generic drugs from places like Canada. Again, a totally safe country to get your drugs from. And the sad thing is, as well, this really is hurting those people who supported him, specifically the elderly folks in the South and Midwest, 
those places where you know the the um the northwest where they really are suffering and they really do need some help because again we have an opioid epidemic we have so many things happening and uh it's trump country that is suffering from a lot of these policies mm -hmm. uh, that donald trump is uh currently advocating for when it comes to uh big pharmaceuticals yeah and those people aren't paying for the drugs they're paying for advertising marketing and lobbying because of course i want to see a couple sitting in separate bathtubs knowing that what that actually means is they're having sex <laughs> because they're touching each other's hands for the first time in like 30 years uh, and the camera is slowly panning down <sighs> as they slowly reach their hands out to each other while they're in the spa and then they're running in slow motion on that's, the beach together right, yeah. and then the of course the port swing watching a sunset and then selexa there it is whatever the hell that drug does <laughs> um all right well i know there's more to get to but ladies and gentlemen we will get to it for you i promise thanks so much for listening is there anything else marcus any other main thing we had the uh just briefly the at&t uh time warner merger that is not happening despite the fact that michael cohen did receive hundreds of thousands of dollars from AT&T. So that's kind of an interesting thing. You know, I think it's more Michael Cohen. What that was, was a slush fund for Donald Trump to kind of dip his toe in or dip his uh, silver spoon in whenever he wanted to get a little bit more cash. And it is extremely, um, it's extremely nefarious to have these corporations giving to a slush fund that then therefore is obviously uh a place where Donald Trump, uh, he knows where the money is, and he knows who's, he knows who gave the money. It's a total conflict of interest, and uh, it just should not be happening. But it's nothing new. Huge corporations corrupting our government uh, as we slowly go down the path to an oligarchy. Yep. Um, all right, everyone. Well, thank you so much. That was an upbeat note. Was that an upbeat <laughs> note? That was a sad note. Uh, go to the doctor. Get checked. Mm -hmm. That's that's our message. That's the theme for today. Yes. Um, all right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Hail yourselves. Find Marcus on Twitter at Marcus Parks, Instagram Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel on Twitter. Feel free to tweet at me. Um, and the last podcast network at gmail.com. Email me, and I'll read some emails here coming up on a future show, and I always like to hear your insight. And you can find me on Instagram at Ben Kissel, number one. All right, everyone. Talk to you soon. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.